Welcome to the Stronger Than Autoimmune podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Worland. As an autoimmune warrior myself, I understand that day-to-day, even moment-to-moment, living with autoimmunity isn't easy. You're not alone. This podcast is to give hope to living with an autoimmune disease. I ask you to follow and share the podcast. Before I introduce my next guest, listen how this podcast was made possible. This podcast episode is part two of Healing Through Jin Shinjitsu. We dig deeper into Beth Lindrum's past and talk more about her practice and how she healed from Lyme disease. We speak about patterns and how everything is connected in our life as viewed through Eastern philosophy to heal and live your best life. So please enjoy my second interview with Beth. Welcome back, Beth, to Stronger Than Autoimmune. I know we did a lot of digging into what your modality is, Jin Shin Jitsu 101 in our last episode. And now I want to dig a little bit deeper into Jin Shin Jitsu and some of the health challenges. I know we talked about your past challenge, but you said that it, w- it went beyond that. So you've done a lot of self-healing and please explain that process. Sure. Well, I think um, oftentimes when we have a, uh, you know, a major breach in our health and I look at that as any of these uh, critical um, projects or health challenges that come up, Uh, it it takes a while for the body to recalibrate for the immune system to come back. And, you know, and also um, things continue to present themselves in our lives for further inner work, for further healing. And, you know, with the, with after TB, I, I have, um, you know, had some other challenges and I'm just grateful for Jin Shinjitsu and the other modalities that I utilize to get me through, to get me through that. And one of them was Lyme disease. And I actually have had Lyme disease four different times. Hmm. And many people will say, oh, you didn't get it another time. It just didn't go away because Lyme disease is known to sit in the cells. And I actually saw the tick all four times. Mm. So that, um, you know, that was, was quite a teaching. And the, you know, the first time I was on antibiotics for eight months uh, as well as, and that was early on in, that was early on in my um, inner work of of checking and um, doing other pieces, um, you know, other modalities to help with that. Uh, and then the, the next time, and so what I did is I sought out um, after several months on antibiotics uh, and, not, uh, and not getting a whole lot better. Certainly I saw, I saw a little bit of a shift. Um, I sought out the help of a naturopathic physician and in conjunction with the antibiotics for eight months and the supplementation and anything else that she recommended, uh, I was able to come out of that. And then, then, you know, and then I was well prepared 
the next time I went on antibiotics for a month and did the whole protocol. Uh, and the next time it was less antibiotics. Um, and then the next time, uh, you know, it's, I, I know my, at this point, I had known my body well enough to, to make some changes. And I utilized all the supplementation, the Jinjinjitsu essential oils. Uh, I combined everything, uh, everything, you know, that I knew I used all my tools. I made sure I got, I went outside of just self-help and getting some additional body work sessions. I think that's important. Sometimes, uh, it's important to have uh, the guidance from somebody else who can see your body differently and treat your, help you treat your, treat your body. Okay. So it, it, what you're saying is it took multiple times and several, I'm, I'm, I don't know how many months or years for years this, for your mm -hmm. Were you really to, I'm sensing you really had to know your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I call it unraveling the layers, mm. right? Really unraveling the layers. Um, and it sounds like Jin Jin Jitsu really helps unravel these layers. Absolutely. Yes. And I know with unraveling these layers. That's what you help your clients do. You, you see them as a whole picture and you allow them to share their story, share their gems, unravel all these things. Mm -hmm. And you're giving them that space. So you can be that practitioner to help them see what's really going on. Because when you're in the muck, like you were with TB mm -hmm. and getting a Lyme disease for the first time, you're, you're in the muck and you can't see what, what is working, what is not working. So it's, you definitely recommend, I recommend to work with somebody outside of yourself to kind of see what between the, the muck and, and the, the hidden gems and the rocks and the, the, the gems. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I have, most of my clients will say to me, nobody's ever asked me any of these questions. Nobody's wanted to know this in detail. And when you're unraveling patterns in the body, at times it's, it's important. I also think it's important for the person to be able to express. Uh, and then we release that because the beauty of Jin Shin Jitsu is um, I don't spend a lot of time going through the intimate details just to, but just to, unless the person wants to talk about them, which sometimes they do. But the, the real beauty of Jin Shin Jitsu is it releases some of that trauma in the cells without having to express it all. A lot of times, most people have come to me and they have done years of therapy. Gotcha right? Or they have been to doctor after doctor. And yeah. so um, I would say they don't, they don't, uh, I don't always want them to have to um, be dragged through their story again and again. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet 
because I can see those layers and I can see those patterns pretty quickly in the questions that I ask. Right, right. You're differentiating those those things that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the latent emotions that are, you know, that are hidden in ourselves. Yeah. And like you said it. Oh, go ahead. No, it's like, you know, those hidden emotions are ready to be revealed easily, gracefully. And like you said, they are patterns. And that's Mm -hmm. why we can't see when we're not only sick, you can't think right. I I always talk about my autoimmune warriors out there. We all know about brain fog and um, it it goes along with Lyme disease also. And just when you don't feel good, you Mm -hmm. cannot really differentiate what is going on with you because well you are you and and yeah you don't feel well I I remember that brought up when I first had Lyme disease and I was being I was treated by my um, primary care physician and it was taking a while and he said well maybe I, I don't really think that you have Lyme disease and then I went I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to get to a Lyme specialist. And I went to a Lyme specialist and he said, look, you saw the tick, you got the symptoms, you know, to me, that's Lyme. And I remember saying to him, I knew how to get to the doctor's office, but when I was driving there, I couldn't quite figure it out. You know, that's where the brain gets affected. And he so heard that. I was so grateful for him because he heard that, this this specialist that I went to the first time. And and that is so scary to be in that position where you know there is a next step that has to happen Mm -hmm. and you cannot get there. Yeah, that connection just Mm -hmm. wasn't there. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. I want to shift a little bit back to the, your studying Jinshin Jitsu mm-hmm. and your time in Japan. Cause you said it, it really was a shift for you and you learned so much. Please tell us more how, right. how that went. Yeah. And so it was such a fantastic opportunity um, to be able to study with the last living master and also um, be in the country of its origins and, you know, and, and be there to experience their food, the, the Japanese culture, uh, and, um, you know, and experience uh, Kado Sensei's teachings uh, as well, um, which was a little bit different than um, how the classes had been taught in the United States. Um, of course, there was a translator and, uh, you know, these seminars. Um, and, uh, and really just be surrounded by the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it had a big impact on you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, really, you know, it's like connecting to the earth, right? It's connecting to the origins. Um, and then spending the time traveling and connecting more to the to more to the origins of of the culture. Yeah. And in those learnings, you well, if we go back to what we just talked about, these patterns, mm-hmm. is that something that is taught when you when you when you were 
going through the teachings of Jin Shinjitsu, where you taught of how to look at these patterns of the people or in their stories, or is that something that you've learned on, on your own? I would have to say it, it's a, a little of both for sure. So I, I'll give you an example that, um, and this is a very Eastern philosophy, you know, the attitude of worry is connected to the digestive system, specifically to the stomach and spleen. And so um, if somebody has digestive projects, I start looking at that pat, you know, there, there are a whole myriad of things that may come into play. Uh, what color do they wear? Um, and, uh, you know, are they grounded to the earth because of the, in the element theory, the digestive system is the earth element. And, uh, and some of this is uh, traditional Chinese medicine language. So I'll try and explain it as simply as, as simply as I can. Uh, and, you know, and so, and I pay attention, I pay attention to, you know, the strength of somebody's voice. Um, and, so yes, along with that attitude of worry, we, we are taught all the various um, components that go along with that. Again, that's connected to the stomach and spleen. So is there an affinity for sugar? Sugar is connected to the spleen and the pancreas, you know, and if somebody really has a sweet tooth, then, then I look at, are they able to enjoy the sweetness of their life? Hmm. Or are they reaching for something else? Hmm. Thank you for that, that example, because that really plays into, it's not just one-sided, one-dimensional. And with, with any type of work. And also I've noticed that with how you got better, you weren't just doing Chinese medicine. You weren't just doing one modality. You took Western medicine and Eastern um, medicine and philosophy and integrated it. So it works for you. And it sounds like you do that in your own work with your clients. Mm -hmm. You try to take the whole picture and, and recognize these patterns and their story. And it's not one dimensional Right, exactly. I mean, our whole, our body is a magical system that all works in conjunction with you, with, uh, with each other. I call it that pull, like the pulley system and, you know, which turns one wheel and that wheel turns another wheel and turns another wheel. And, and that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful piece of Eastern philosophy is that it recognizes that. So, yes, and that's, and I do that with my clients and guide them through it so that they can understand how their thoughts affect uh, their body physically and emotionally yeah. and how they can relieve that and how they can release it and how they can easily um, shift those thought patterns. Yeah, I believe we talked about that last time where the, the, your client or the, the person is in the driver's seat. It's just harnessing these different tools mm -hmm. so they can right. start being the driver, not automatic or. Absolutely. Not, 
Yeah, and I feel like I serve as a bridge between this ancient wisdom and our modern lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we are driving that Tesla automatic. We, we press where we want to go when we're just, mm-hmm. we're the passenger, mm-hmm. but you're shifting to more, you know, you can drive the car. Right. I want my clients to be empowered in their own health. Mm-hmm. And more and more as, you know, as it becomes, um, as more and more um, practices become impacted, right? And, um, you know, and our Western philosophy of, you know, very short visits, um, it it becomes more important for us to be empowered. Yeah, yeah. To be empowered, and you're giving them that space. So now that we've talked about your health journey and you going through TB, Lyme, how do you take care of yourself? Uh, I have, um, I am really dedicated to my (laughs) self-care. I spend a lot of time doing Jinjin Jitsu self-help, first of all. Um, I have a, a morning, a morning ritual, if you will, before I get out of bed, um, that's going through the four minute flow and then a few other, um, a few other mainstay practices. One's called the main central vertical flow, um, that gets it. Um, and, and then I also tailor it to, I tailor my self care to maybe what's happening in my body in, in that moment. Um, I, as you can tell, I have been on a lot of uh, antibiotics over, over the course of my life. And so my digestion is uh, not as optimal as I would like it to be. And so I spend a lot of, you know, self-care, uh, working with my digestion and, and the emotions behind it. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the inner work also. Um, I would say I've been managing my digestion over the several last years, and now it's really time to transform it so that I can live, uh, you know, live my best life from here on out feeling great. Yeah. But I, and I feel fortunate that I have the tools of my hands to help me feel better. Um, when I may have, you know, been out somewhere and presented with a food that doesn't necessarily agree with my body in that moment. Uh, I feel fortunate that I, you know, I know how to utilize my hands to feel better and get through that fast. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that morning ritual and really addressing anything that doesn't seem to be aligned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else that you do throughout the day? Sure, and, you know, and um, I call it my afternoon siesta. <laughs> uh, I think other countries that honor that are brilliant. And so I honor that as well. A lot of people will have an energy dip um, somewhere around three o'clock. And so I have just gotten into the habit of having a little bit of protein around that time um, because most people either reach for caffeine or reach for sugar. And really what we need is a little bit of protein or especially for me, some protein to 
to give me some energy. And then I will sit down and I will um, do some jinjinjitsu mm. and usually some energizing essential oils. I like essential oils as well. Um, if we're talking about kind of the whole, the whole ritual. Yeah. Uh, and I spend about, I spend about 20 to 30 minutes doing that. Yeah. And then I have a whole nighttime ritual as well. I recommend with the four minute flow doing that when you get out of bed in the morning and when you get in bed at night. So I also, I also do that. And the goal is always to fall asleep before you, at night, before you finish the four minute flow. So if I haven't fallen asleep, I do have other protocols that I follow. So, but I'm, I'm consistent with, um, with my self-care. Yeah. You really have to be. So yeah. we, you know, it, it's very detoxifying everything that we've taken in throughout the day. Yeah. And it, it sounds like that has really helped you sustain where you're at with keeping this alignment and self-awareness. Because if you're not con uh, constantly looking in to where, what is missing, what needs to be enhanced, um, it, it's, it's kind of like math or <laughs> anything. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get practice. And you think where you're at of not feeling well, or that becomes normal. I think with a lot of, um, sicknesses or illnesses, you go days without doing self-care or months or years and so that ends up being your bar, your normal, and you don't really realize where you should be or how you could be. So true. Yeah. You know, I, I, I often say a lot of my clients come either, um, come in, they're either at, um, you know, just barely at the surface of the water, right? Just, you know, or they come way below where they feel like they're, where they feel like they're drowning. And then after understanding the self-care rituals and, you know, receiving sessions and unwinding some of these patterns, um, they're above the water. And then that's where the magic really happens. That's where the healing really transforms. When you continue your, you continue your sessions, you continue your self-care where you start to feel really good and you can elevate to even higher. Mm. And often the hardest thing for people to understand, they get to that point where, oh, I feel good. Okay, I'm ready to go. And yet that's where the magic really happens, the elevation of feeling, of feeling so much better. Yeah. Yeah, but you're so right. Sometimes we are as human beings, we don't know what feeling good feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's been so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can go back and give yourself one piece of advice, your younger self, what would you say? Great question. And I would, I would tell myself you are not responsible for everything that goes on around you. You're only responsible for yourself. And I, I carried the weight of everything on my shoulders for most of my life. 
you know, and, and a simple example of that is if, uh, you know, if when I was younger and I'd go to a party and there was something about the party that just didn't work, right? People weren't having a good time and, you know, whatever, there was tension, you know, in your younger years, tension was often a piece. And I would feel responsible for that. And looking back, I think I, I was, I'm only responsible for myself. I was having a great time. <laughs> Why wasn't everybody else? And so, and so that would be the piece because, um, you know, we, we aren't in control of anybody else. And that was really, you know, when I started to really unwind that and shift that, uh, you know, that also became super helpful for my children. Right, allowing my children to be in control of their life as long as they're safe. Right, <laughs> but it gave them a sense of responsibility instead of a mom trying to fix everything for them and do everything for them. So that would be my advice. Yeah. You're only responsible for yourself. Don't carry the weight of the world. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're oh, you are in a very loving and caring person because you wanted everybody to be happy, but you realize people's happiness is their own responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And to the next question, what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now and how are you tackling it? So, and I, I mentioned that um, I've been working with my digestion and like, you know, how I felt when I was recovering from, uh, you know, not so much TB because that was my awakening, uh, but the Lyme disease and uh, is really looking at it from many different angles, keeping, you know, what's the emotion behind it uh, and working and working with that. Um, utilizing my jinjinjutsu specifically for my digestion and then uh, supplementation um, and then you know it's it's life it's diet lifestyle for me it's not making changes in my diet for a short amount of time it's making some changes for life um, and uh, and it's making a difference right I, sometimes we have to be ready when we're ready right yeah uh, and, you know, for me, the time is now because I know as I, as I witness others whose digestion is struggles and they're, um, you know, into their latter years, I realize that's not where I want to be. Yeah. It's important to start now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm wondering how this will interplay with the habits that you, your self-care habits, how would you add this into the your self-care protocol and so it's um in the sense of diet right it that's um you know becoming more of a meal planner mm, got you right um i i'm i i'm not necessarily a meal planner and it and I have learned how it makes a big difference because when you have the best things for you to reach for, that's what you reach for. Mm -hmm. 
It's when you don't have that available and you're hungry or hangry, <laughs> that you reach for the things that you, you, that you don't. And if I have a sugar craving, come on, I know, you know, I will sit and I will, you know, there are a couple of different jinjinjitsu holds to help relieve sugar cravings. And I kind of count to three and go do those holds and take a walk around the block and, you know, um, a healthy distraction, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for, for getting more deep into how this would, this is an addition to what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Making those consistent and, um, and really being cognizant of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now we're down to one of our last questions. What gives you the motivation to keep going during hard times? That again is where consistency in a self-care practice comes in. What I have found um, utilizing Jinjinjitsu for so you know for so long is that um, I no longer get pulled off center by the tsunamis that come at you, and tsunamis come at us all the time, right? And I might get pulled off a little bit, but it doesn't knock me out. Um, for days or weeks, you know, when there's whatever, you know, something that happens with the family or um, whatever, you know, whatever that the crisis may be. And I, you know, and I utilize my jujitsu to bring me back, right? Because if we get caught up in the chaos, if I get caught up in the chaos of what's going on, I'm not able to think clearly to you know, to help resolve whatever that issue is in the best way that I can. And the best way that I can be resourceful for those around me, whether it's my husband or my children or my parent, you know, my, my mom or. um, Yeah. You recognize you can't be your best self without that consistent practice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know, because all of I think I spoke about the emotions before, you know, the major emotions being worry, fear, anger, sadness, and trying to, or efforting, you know, they, you know, the positive reflections, uh, you know, I am worthy and safe. Uh, my life flows. I'm in harmony. Uh, I feel joy and, um, and, you know, life happens with ease the more consistent of a practice, the more we become those positive reflections as opposed to those attitudes that keep us stuck. Yeah. It really is. It sounds like this really is a way of being for you. You really are walking the talk or, Mm -hmm. and you know, you feel the difference when yes. you're not. Yes, absolutely. And I see it in my clients. I see how the relationships with their families shift when they become consistent in receiving sessions and with their self-care and, um, and shifting their attitudes to the more positive reflections. Yeah. 
I really appreciate your time. And we're down to our last question. I know we kind of talked about it in our last um, episode of how do people work with you, but just remind people how to work with you. I'll, I'll put everything in the show notes again, but. Okay, sure. sure. I have always worked somewhat remotely with clients. Uh, and mainly I did that because I felt everything is energy. So if everything is energy, and I know that Reiki has a big remote healing um, capability, I thought, I let me, let me try this. So for years, I've worked remotely. So I felt um, really grateful when the world shifted and we couldn't see and I couldn't see clients in person for a while there, I was able to shift my entire practice remotely as well as, and I had been running a Jinjinjutsu mastermind class for uh, four practitioners for a couple of years on Zoom prior to everything changing. So with that said, I have also relocated from California to Florida. And so most of my clients are still on the West Coast. So my practice is primarily remote now, uh, and it is extremely effective. Um, surprisingly effective. Wow. And in that I guide, um, you know, I, I guide my clients on what to hold. And also I am holding space for them remotely as well and holding their body in that sense. And it also really heightened my intuitive awareness. Um, and there are patterns to illness. Uh, and, you know, and patterns, there are patterns everywhere in life, and there are patterns in the body. So I used to be, I used to say, your body doesn't lie. But then I changed that because I, I really am conscious of my words. And I changed it to your body tells your story. Mm. And so um, through um, through what, through what has, um, gone on with the body, through the projects that have come up, whether they're emotional or physical and a combination of both, um, I can see the patterns that happen. Uh, I also teach Zoom classes, kind of, it's, uh, I have one, uh, you know, called Understanding Jinjinjutsu, and it's all about self-help. Um, and then also I hold retreats at the beach mm. so people can come for what's called an intensive where they receive two, two sessions a day, as well as some more internal work, um, to get, to really get to that emotional root cause. Yeah. So my website is bethlendrum.com. And when people subscribe, um, with their email address, they will get a um, printable um, guide to the four-minute flow. And to work with me, you can email me through that. I also do offer uh, some Zoom classes, and I offer a, a Zoom meditation, a guided self-help meditation. I, I say that Jinjinjutsu is enhanced meditation. Uh, so I, I offer that as well, as well as working with people one-on-one. -on -one, so. 
Well, that sounds relaxing. I would have to go to Florida now. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's lovely. <laughs> well, thank you for explaining the many ways people can mm -hmm. connect with you and all the different tools and how you've grown as mm -hmm. yourself, as a self practitioner wow. to give so much to your clients and yeah. I'm sorry our, our time is almost up but I won't be mindful of your time and you went into such great depth and gave our audience tools thank you so much for your time you're welcome again I appreciate and I honor you in your journey as well thank you Thank you for listening to my interview with Beth. I hope you were able to take away a valuable tool to help with flares, trauma, insomnia, or anything else you may be dealing with in the moment. If you're interested in working with Beth, see the show notes below. If you haven't already, please show your support by following the podcast, leave a rating or review so others can find the podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Also, share the episode with fellow autoimmune warriors so they too can have hope. Thank you all.